Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. All right. Thank you, Masters of Creation, for joining me for our March group call. I wanted to talk today about... Success by happiness, <laughs> uh, kind of like a body by whoever, whatever, gold. Because <laughs> uh, um, those of you who have been placating me in this new year, you guys know that I intended to make our circle more powerful by getting a stronger finger on your pulse. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to know what you were creating, how you were going about it, whether that process was working for you well or not to track it really well and, and to help diagnose where tweaking might be called for so that we're fully leveraging our creative powers. I even have a spreadsheet where I'm tracking your progress. <laughs> but as I was getting really dialed down on all these elements, it made me think of some of my successes and how they came about. And, and I thought of a big one that didn't involve any of the stuff that I'm tracking with you guys. And... And I, I, I think, you know, there's something to learn from this that's important to spotlight, just so that we really are playing with all the possibilities before us. So we're choosing consciously from a wide range of options that work for us. So um, one of the things that I did, well, what I did to manifest one of the things that I love most in my life right now was just to be immersed in love and appreciation. And that was not a conscious decision. It was just a natural byproduct of my environment, literally, because it was the house that I used to live in before this one that I loved so much that I thought, I actually hoped I would die there. Like I could see myself as a 93-year-old lady still living in that completely adorable, perfect home because I love that house so much. Some of you have heard me tell this story, but I, people even who knew me back then, they knew me as someone who loved her house. <laughs> I mean, it was a very active love. I loved everything about it. I loved where it was located. I loved the size of it. I loved the layout. I loved the yard size. I loved the garage. I loved the hardwood floors and the nice big windows and the unfinished basement even. It was, per well, it was half, it was kind of half, half of it was finished. But it was perfect for fostering litters of puppies. I loved the tile floor that Kevin put in the kitchen and the bathroom. I loved the, furniture. I loved my decorations. I loved the rose bushes and the evergreen trees and the neighbors and the area. I loved living in that area. That's where I grew up, Rose Park. As far as I was concerned, I was in the best house in the neighborhood and probably the whole city. Like it was a, it was a cute red brick little house with black shutters. It was absolutely darling. And hello, it was paid for. I mean, that thing was easy to love. So you guys know what happened after that. Russ wants to move in together, and when I was checking with guidance, I was surprised, but I had nothing but yeses for looking for a house and then for buying one. In fact, this was actually the one I'm in now. It's the first house we looked at, and the words that came out of my mouth when we walked through the door. And keep in mind, I'm a Libra son who deliberates on big decisions like you have never seen before. But the first words out of my mouth were, I'll take it. <laughs> and and so, you know, uh, how many I can't remember when we had our first breakup, but I love this house so much that when we broke up and Russ suggested that I would just move back to Rose Park, I was like, please, I'm not going back to Rose Park. <laughs> like my living
living situation evolved so much that the place I used to love so much that I cried to leave it. I wouldn't even consider going back there. I mean, that's how much better things got. So I was thinking about how that whole thing manifested and how how things got so much better than they were before. And I realized the key factor there wasn't getting clear with an intention. It wasn't visualizing or acting as if or using a mantra. It wasn't journaling or focus wheels or evidence lists. All it was was enjoyment, love, appreciation. I was just swimming in those vibrations day in, day out. It's, it was almost like, you know how in your body, like Abraham says, you, it's hard to get out of your body because you're always in it. It's like I was, that was to my benefit when I was in that home working from home rescuing all those animals in that little 850-square-foot place because I was virtually always flowing the love-my-house vibration. And I realized what an effective alignment technique or strategy that is to just love it, whatever it is. And that's not necessarily what was coming forth as I was asking you guys, you know, what are you creating, what's your process, how is it working? A couple of you did have enjoyment as your your strategy for alignment, but um, but that whole experience of me manifesting the house that I loved even more than the thing I, I thought was impossible to get any better, I was thinking of Abraham's message about how they say, you know, everything we always tell you to do, it just boils down to two words, get happy. If that's what we focused on, if that's what we prioritized, and if that's what we got really good at, can you imagine how easy we'd be making it for the universe to deliver everything else that we want? I think that's the epitome of living resistance-free and becoming the cooperative component and allowing, you know, step three, allowing, like that's probably about as good as it gets. And you guys, I think we all know this, right? I'm not saying anything you don't already realize. So my question to us is this. To what extent are we practicing that? To love life, to love it up the way I love that house. Like could you see yourself loving your husband more or your relationship status more or could you love your body more could you love your job more or your family more or your financial status more could you love your home more (laughs) i i think just about every one of us could answer yes to many of those questions except steven maybe because he doesn't have a husband (laughs) but uh, i just wonder how that approach would compare to whatever else we're engaging currently. Because I know a lot of us are doing things like working with changing beliefs or using 68 seconds of pure positive thought or visualizing, we're releasing attachment, some of you are scripting, some of you are practicing giving up. And we're doing a wide variety of things that I obviously highly approve of. But when I thought about how well it works to just love something through and through, I thought, you know what, that deserves the kind of spotlight that I haven't necessarily given here in the master circle. But even as I say that, I'm thinking about how, remember our our three foundations, um, enjoyment, appreciation, and allowing? Enjoyment is there. So maybe it's just time for us to spotlight again. But I thought it would be fun to propose a little experiment that we pick one area of life where we'd like to see things improve, And we practice loving that area fully, as is, just for fun, just to see what happens. And when I say what happens, I'm including how we feel because we know that's the heart of what matters anyway. So I I thought I, I, what I had been doing, I'm going to be in Hawaii next month, and I'd been practicing beauty on the beach. I was using an affirmation to be it now, right? That's the label that I used 
to plug into the energy of someone who is confident and feeling fabulous in her body. And that's really the the approach I was relying on to get where I want to be by the time I'm beach bound. But I think what I want to do instead is is to just to love my body the same way I loved that house. And that's actually what I'm using as my template for recognizing whether I'm there or not. <laughs> like I remember how much I loved that Rose Park house. And and I ask, am I feeling that same way about my own self, my own body? And uh, maybe you guys have something you've loved thoroughly in your past that you can use as a template. But that's what I want to play with. But I wonder if you guys have, does anyone have any experience or any stories to tell about what unfolded when you loved something so thoroughly? Can anyone think of of a time in their life where they've where that's been the case for them? It's hard for me to believe no one has practiced this. I'm thinking you guys either aren't remembering it or you're being shy and speaking up. Because we are conscious creators who understand the power of love and appreciation. So I suspect if... if that's I, what I, was going to I ask, can, Go ahead, Janet. I, well, I was thinking back, because I was thinking, I, I don't think I've played with this for a while, which is kind of interesting, but I can remember a time when I did. And I did get some help with this from the outsourcers, I have to say, because I, I knew that Getting there on my own might be a little tricky. I I knew what I wanted to do, but I I I, I just want to say up front, I didn't manage it all on my own. But this is when I was going into hospital for surgery, and and there was a lot of stuff around. You know, I don't I don't look at mainstream media, but you drive down the street, you see headlines outside news agencies, mm-hmm. and you know you can't. It's hard to avoid. And I and there had been a lot of stuff in the press about you know long waiting times in hospitals and the problems with the public hospital system and blah 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 and I was going through the public system, which meant that I wasn't paying for it, but it would meant that I you know that I would I would be going through that system and I was I, and I thought I don't want this, so I want to love this experience. So long story short, I first of all I looked for I did a Google search on positive stories about the Victorian public health system and I found a I found a forum that was set up specifically for that and I thought okay that's a good start um so I read lots of stories about caring doctors and really uh, amazing nurses and and fantastically clean hospital wards and blah 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 so I was in for an overnight stay and then I started to think what would how could I really love this and I realized I'm going to turn this into a retreat this, I've got this period of time between when I, I go in for the surgery, all right, I've got to arrive at 7 o'clock in the morning and, you know, and for surgery it's probably going to be about 8.30. From then until I am picked up the following day and late in the afternoon, nobody can ask me to do anything. I get to lie down most of the time. Uh, I've got people at my beck and call at the end of a buzzer 24-7. Uh, I'm going to have drugs that will help to ease my pain, which is, which, hello, is going to stop my elbow hurting. Bonus, because I'd been in pain with my elbow by this stage for quite some time. And this surgery wasn't anything to do with my elbow, but I thought, oh, they're going to put me on one of those self, self-administering um, fentanyl drips after the surgery, and my elbow's going to not hurt. That's going to be awesome. Um <laughs> Uh, yes, it's going to be hospital food, but hey, I can I can go for and and I so I set an intention that the food was even going to be amazing. I was going to be amazed by how good the food was, and it was. Uh, and 
I had the best time. I wow. set myself up. I, I went out and I bought a little pack, a little kit, you know, like the little travel kit of really nice smelling toiletries because they, they'd said, you know, bring your own toiletries. Um, the hospital provides the basics, but if you want something extra, bring it yourself. So I had, I bought a new dressing gown. I bought a new, some new um, pajamas, which I couldn't end up wearing because of the drip. <laughs> I didn't think that through, but anyway, um, <laughs> I had this little kit of toiletries that smelt divine. So there was hand cream and there was body lotion. Or and love all, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I had an old MP3 player that I loaded up with a, a playlist of favourite songs, and I took um, Kim's first novel to reread because I hadn't read it for a while. I, it was like I went out of my way to set everything up so that this would be an experience that I loved and it turned into the the staff were amazing. The surgery went really well. Uh, the room I was in, I was sharing with three other people but the nurse was more than happy for me to have my curtains closed around my bed all the time so it was like a private ward. Uh, the TVs were set up in such a way that Everybody had their own individual television and their own individual headset for mm-hmm. watching it, you know, so you didn't have to listen to anybody else's TV. It was it was like a spa retreat. I had, I just lay back and had such a good time. I played with the bed that lowered and raised you, you know, I was lying there going, because it was abdominal surgery, so I didn't want to use my abdominal muscles to sit up. So I'm playing with the bed so I could sit up and I had so much fun. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, now what I love about this, Janet, is if for you it was a really conscious, deliberate act to plug into love and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And the retreat theme, I think, is a brilliant way to do it on something that I think a lot of people would think is a challenge to look forward yeah. to that experience. So huge, huge kudos to you on that. And mine, uh, Susan had said in chat room, she said hers – Susan, were you talking about you when you said it was more unconscious rather than a deliberate action on yes. your part? Yes. I mean, the deliberate action was in 2007 when I decided that I was happy. And that was mm. my state. And so as that became more and more part of my constitution, i.e., I viewed everything through that lens. So if I wasn't happy, if I were, you know, manifesting emotions that were not congruent with happiness, then I would say to myself, I am happy. I am a happy person. I wake up every day happy. And my whole life unfolds that way. And then I had whatever I needed to move out of that space that wasn't happy at the moment. Well, that sounds like that was pretty conscious. But the original piece was conscious, yes. But once I I did that, and, you know, it took me probably six, eight months to um, weave it into my being, what, because it was a major shift from what had been a large portion of my life. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was part of the, you know, part of myself is the only way I can 
sort of uh, think about it. I mean, it, this week, same thing. I um, a week ago, Sunday, um, we had a terrific snowstorm. I'm driving at seven o'clock in the morning to the airport to fly to where there is not snow, and <laughs> I just. Every time I would feel anxiety or um, anything other than intent on where I was going, I would say to myself, I'm a happy person and my life flows along happily. You know, when we ha- I had less than 20 minutes gate to gate in Charlotte and had to go from one of the furthest gates to the other furthest gate, and I got to the gate yelling, don't close that door because they were, you know, 10 inches from the door being closed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that you took charge and <laughs> told them what not to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, now, both so. of you... Both of you are sharing stories that um, I had questions about because I was thinking, well, yeah, Jeanette, but you're you're loving your house, and I and I also have when I'm thinking where else I've felt that kind of love. It's for animals, and my animals, I swear to God, they keep getting better. No offense to my first ones, but swear to God, I okay, they don't really get better, but I feel like I enjoy them more. It's so cool how that happens. But okay, both of those are pretty long-term manifestations whereas yours were both pretty short-term. So it sounds to me like you're proving the effectiveness of this even in in pretty short periods of time. Is that how you guys see it? Yeah, it it permeates my life. It is the lens through which I see my world. It's You know, yeah, I've got on the rose-colored glasses now. Yeah. I love the okay. way Susan does this. I have to say that that filter of um positivity uh just from the brain science perspective it's it's incredibly brilliant to to simply make that choice and and I think sometimes we forget. Well, I do. I can't speak for anyone else, but I sometimes forget that I have that choice and um and I can expand that at any time i can I can make that choice um, and sometimes it feels harder sometimes circumstances give me the illusion that it's harder, but I think I know it's an illusion <clears throat> I know it's just you know I know how slippery reality is, so mm-hmm. it's good to be reminded that you know what the reality is just a story in my brain it's nothing more than that, so I get to choose the filter and i'm I'm totally um uh, that's my <laughs> this is my new thing. I'm going to I'm just going to channel Susan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Janet, I like in chat room you were talking about how you you replicated this on another surgery. It wasn't um an overnight stay, yeah. but it worked for you with your elbow surgery as well. It did. Yeah, that was a day procedure. So I didn't get to quite do the spa and retreat approach. So what I did was I made it a day spa thing. And I didn't um uh I didn't have all that much time between the recovery from uh, from the anaesthetic and being picked up, it was quite fast. So, 
so I so instead of sort of making it about the hospital stay, I made it about the recovery at home. And then so for three days at home, I I did that to the best of my ability. And then I went and stayed with my mum, who made it even more kind of nurturing. And uh, so it was a but there was that conscious decision that that was going to be the experience. Yeah. You so know, I think I, I, th- yeah. I I think I know why this subject feels so up for me lately, and that's because. Our GVU theme for March is releasing resistance. So the things that we naturally would be pushing against Mm. to recognize where that's happening and to to just imagine or practice embracing it instead of resisting it. And Janet, seriously, a hospital stay would be an easy one for me to be grumbling about and just get it over with. I, I love that you talk about embracing it and saying yes, like Seth, that Seth Godin quote, to go in singing and dancing instead of kicking and screaming. I, that mm. just feels like it has so much power for us as conscious creators. I, I, I have to say, I sort of had an advantage here, and that is that when I was when I was born, my father was still working as a registrar in the hospital oh. system in England. It's like an intern kind of thing so he was actually living in for some of that time and then when I was little I can remember my mum taking me to visit him where he was at work in a hospital and they had one of the very early vending machines which allowed you you could buy a packet of crisps chips and it came with its own little twist of salt you didn't get them automatically flavored they came with a little salt in a little blue twist of paper and there's a vivid memory of of visiting with my dad. So this, so hospitals, the smell of a hospital is associated in my mind with, you know, getting a treat and visiting my dad and a whole lot of very positive things. So I was able to get a chink. You know, there was a whole lot of negative stuff mm-hmm. around it initially, and there was this chink that said, "Hang on a minute." You know, I remember when my dad when my dad was dying, and they sort of said to him, "You know, you can you can." They offered him the option of going to the hospice for palliative care, and he said, "You know, he, that he would actually prefer to stay in the hospital because for him it was like home. He was very used to that environment, and he felt comfortable there. He knew the staff, and they were fine with that. And that gave me the clue to look at my own experience and go, "There's a part of me that knows how to see a hospital as home." or a safe place, or at least a place of enjoyment. And then, so that was my first little, I sometimes think of it being like, it's like when we find the thread, the end of the yarn, and we follow it out through the labyrinth of resistance, and we find our way into um, a a different way of seeing it. And and you've just, yeah. Well, you, okay, by having, I don't think most of us would have had that background or that, set up to be able to experience it that way. But with you sharing it with us that way, that gives us access. That gives right, us access. Right. So if, if anyone doesn't know how to love a teeny-weeny house, <laughs> call me. <laughs> I know all the fabulous things about a very small space in a not great part of town. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that other people could come to my place and be like, I mean, I had a... I had a boss who just had so much judgment for where I lived that I wasn't, you know, moving on up. But I, there was no, it's like, oh, you know what, you guys, this happened to me on my job too. Okay, I did it on my job where this is a different boss. I had, I had a job that I loved so much. I knew I didn't want any other job at any other bank, at any other company. That's how much I loved my job. 
And this is the job that did include speaking in front of groups that I used to be so terrified of that I would get, I'd be sick for three days in advance and fantasize about calling in sick so someone else would have to go do it for me. But I eventually came to love it. It, was, it became my favorite part of the job. But I loved that job so much that I had a couple of reviews where, you know, annual performance reviews where I sat down with my boss and said, there's nothing else I aspire to. <laughs> Please let me just keep doing this. <laughs> Give me my raise <laughs> and uh, let me be on my way. And, and you know, it, and my career just got better and better and better until eventually it didn't. But, um, but, but then, yes, it did. Yes, it did. It just continued to get better and better and better. But, I, I mean, I had love for a job that, that not all my colleagues loved as well as I did. And I'm not a person who's predisposed to appreciation. I was not born with rose-colored glasses. My middle name is not Pollyanna. But so I think I'm testimony how it's possible for any of us to get to a place of enjoyment. Now, where I have not practiced this is with love partners. (laughs) That would be transformative for me to do that in my life. I mean, I've done it temporarily and experienced the benefits of it, but not on a long-term basis. Has anyone here done that? Has, Has anyone, like, loved their partner so much and just continued to see their relationship evolve into better and better places? I think I have. <laughs> I was I thinking cool. <laughs> I was thinking Janet might be a candidate for that for that category. I was thinking you yeah. might. Um, I, it, this one I can't. I can't say that I consciously manifested this. I, I, I think I got to it through kind of luck because I wasn't. You know, my I've been with my with my husband now for uh, nearly thirty years and. And back then, I had no idea what I was doing. It was just luck. But, but I, I can say that keeping it growing—that's more of a conscious thing. And like, <laughs> I do still do that practice where, when something annoys me about him, I immediately start looking for things to appreciate. And you know, I do, I do this. I use the same strategies. Uh, if, if on occasions things start going a bit pear-shaped, but not pear-shaped, they're never that bad. Never. But if it sort of doesn't feel as juicy as it used to, it's just a question of amping up my appreciation. And, and I, I, this wow. morning I noticed that, you know, the, I hadn't, it, the dishwasher was full of clean stuff. So when, when my husband left work this morning and I had a call to do, um, and I noticed that he'd stacked my dishes along with his. And I'm like, he hadn't put them in the dishwasher because the dishwasher was still full of clean stuff and he didn't have time to empty it. And that's fine. But it's like, Wow, how cool is that? The guy stacks dishes. And it's, you know, okay. it sounds like such a tiny thing, but... It does sound cool. tiny, but it makes all the difference, doesn't it, Janet? Yeah. I mean, Well, because... what makes the difference is... What makes the difference is my decision that it makes a difference. Because I know there are people... My, I, I know members of my family who would look at that and go, so? So he should. What's the big deal? It's like... <laughs> or, or really, he couldn't empty out the... I mean, yeah, there yeah. are... It's like there are people who can look at my job or my house or my animals and be like, really, you think it's so great? I, boy. I know, and it's like my response to that is, screw that. That's that's not going to get me what I want. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot more juice out of this relationship when I choose what looks like um, expansion and love. And immediately, as soon as I do that, things and mir- miracles unfold. Miracles unfold. You know, I... 
it, it sounds like a small thing, you guys, but if we could do this where, wherever we have mixed feelings about something in our life, especially those, I think an easy place to start is what are we looking to manifest? Like what in our life got our first attention about what we want to create differently? If we look at that area and we start practicing that ability just in those small ways, like to appreciate the stacked dishes instead of whatever else we might be entertaining about it. Um, he, Jackie said she's got a success in a relationship. Is that one that can go on the recording, Jackie? Oh, sure. I'd love to hear about that one because, hello, many – look – I, much as I complain about relationships with men, I think relationships with moms are even more challenging. <laughs> Am I backed with a lot of limiting beliefs in this area? Let's hear how you did it. Well, I just kind of started practicing just like loving Fergus. I kind of started, you know, maybe some as if because I kind of would feel like, oh, you know, my mom doesn't support me. I'd have like those list of complaints. You know, about my mom. I wish she would blank. She doesn't do enough blank. But I started acting, well, what, one thing I thought, well, what if I felt like she supported me and, you know, understood, like, you know, my stuff, my job, or asked about things. So, I mean, she never asked about my friend. You know, I live, I don't live in the same area, so she doesn't know, like, any of my Chicago friends. But I'm like, what if, you know, she were interested in people, you know, my friends, and hearing about things. So I just kind of started, kind of started sharing it. <laughs> and even, like, her response doesn't really even matter because sometimes, oh, you know, wow. it's kind of okay. short. You know, it's not that I feel cut off. I, I talk about a friend of mine, Carol. Oh, yeah, Carol's my baseball friend. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it may just kind of end. But I, I feel like, oh, hey, you know what, she's, interested. I have someone who's supportive and interested in me. Hmm. You make it sound pretty easy, and I like that. Like Just like Janet can show us how to go to the hospital and treat it like a retreat. <laughs> I want to, I want, and I have experienced some transformation with my mom. It wasn't from loving what is as much as it was accepting what is, and, and I did, there were some things to appreciate about it. I mean, I appreciated that we weren't in conflict anymore. I appreciated um that uh, my life happiness didn't hinge on my relationship with her. Like I was still able to enjoy life even though we basically didn't have a relationship. So I had, but it's not like I was having lovely thoughts about my mom all the time. I did that Lynn McTaggart thing where you pretend something in the past didn't happen or you rethink it differently. And that I think that's what really was the catalyst for change there. But uh, I... I, I, I want to say our ability to do this in relationships, because look, houses don't talk back to us. Um, and when, when, it's a, when it's a person who does, I think that can sometimes make it more challenging to be able to maintain our vibration rather than let them lead the way with something that might not be 100% positive. So it, it may be a, a practice, a training ground where we develop really strong muscle on choosing how we want to feel more so than we might in other areas. And, and and that maybe isn't even true because we're always getting some sort of feedback, even if it's a thing that doesn't talk to us. The feedback is what I think sometimes threatens us to be able to continue practicing or feeling enjoyment or appreciation because if we're looking at what isn't yet or what's missing, then that's just it makes it that much harder. So... 
Susan says, I kept repeating that I loved my mom just as she was. Mm, that was pretty effective, Susan. Yeah, I mean, it, it really did make a difference. Um, you know, when I sort of got to that point where I was able to say to myself, I mean, you know, there were still things that didn't uh, spark happiness in the moment, but I was able to say, this is who she is, and I accept her, and therefore, you know, we're able to go. And it also enabled me to be much clearer with her. You know, as Jackie was just saying, figuring out how to communicate because the um, irritation the uh, was gone um, as long as I stayed in that place to be able to say. I mean, I give an example. I was at um, visiting her um, a couple of years ago, and um, that evening, uh, my siblings and various kids and stuff were all coming to dinner. And so um, five o'clock in the morning, I'm awakened because she's in the kitchen starting to do stuff. Now, people are not coming for like over 12 hours, mm-hmm. but she was in the kitchen doing stuff. So my usual mode would have been to fume and then be pissy with her when I got up. But I sort of took a breath, meditated for a few minutes, found my kind of my footing, and then got up and said, okay, what do we need to do? Um, let, you know, what absolutely needs to be done in the next, you know, hour? And, of course, she had, like, lots and lots of tasks, and I just kind of went through and said, you know, when the grandkids come over, they can move the table. We're not moving the table. You want, (laughs) you know, you want this prepared, food prepared, you want this done, do it. That's great. So we're going to work for the next 40 minutes, and she had a pool in her backyard, and I said, and then we're going to put on our bathing suits, and we're going out to the pool. And, you know, she was fine with that because, she was able to reduce, it was about her anxiety, but I didn't have to participate in that. I just had to be who I was, and it made it much easier. Now, it took me a lot of, um, I guess, you know, going down the, the maze until I found the path. Once I found the path, like Jackie then I just needed to repeat the same behavior and mm-hmm. to stay where I was. I did want to say something, if we have a minute, Please, yes. uh, about relationships and you talking about that. I, As you were talking, I realized that I stayed um, happy in a relationship as the relationship changed and ended and still remain happy with it now. Strictly by choice, simply because you decided to. Like there were no conditions on it other than this is what I want. Right, exactly, Mm -hmm. to feel happy. And when the other person, when he, you know, began to change in that and 
desired other things in and part of that was he wasn't clear he wanted to be in the relationship in that way anymore. I just kept loving it until it was time for it to be done. And we're still friends. We're still, you know, um, there's no animosity there. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I th- I think relationships would be a, such a powerful place for us to be able to practice this well. In fact, um, I'll read in something Jackie shared. Or Jackie, do you want to read that in? Because I really like what you shared in chat room. Oh, what? I'm I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you said you where you acted like the person who has that mom. Oh yeah, I just I act like the person who has a mom that's supportive and interested in my life. So there's kind of. You know, I don't have this void that I'm looking to fill, and I act like it, and I feel, you know, I have a mom who's supportive and interested in my life, and now it just kind of doesn't feel like pretending anymore because I just do. There's just not... pretended it into reality. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm pretending with the hometown minister, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story, church and <laughs> religion, faith, but that's a whole other. <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious to hear um, from you guys what you're really good at loving. Like the way that I loved my house and the way you guys have heard me love Elvis and the way, I, I mean, I love my birds, feeding the birds. I love that. I'm trying to think um, what else am I really good at loving. I can I can love up on reality TV and I can love chocolate, but... But what are you guys really good at loving? I I wouldn't mind hearing from each of you. If you've got an area of life that we could just get a little hit from each of you about what it feels like. Does anyone love their body, like really love their body through and through? I would, this is me, I would say I'm pretty comfortable with my body. I mean, I would say, yeah, love is probably pretty Oh, so yeah. That's pretty without, cool. Without sounding too. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think um, it didn't, I wasn't always that way because I was kind of, I was teased a lot as a kid. But I think as I've gotten older, at, and each time I get older, I get more and more confident, which is, which is kind of odd. But, um. Cool. I, I mean, I, I, so cool. I mean, it's funny because I, I enjoy looking at pictures of myself. I mean, I'll just... I'll <laughs> Boggles my mind. <laughs> I know. I just, I've, I've never even said this to anybody before. Now it's on 140. But, you know, I... Uh, speaking of your trip to... I mean, I love wearing, like, bikinis and stuff like that. I, this is why I wanted to... Sh- I want someone to share on this and, because i got to get some of this going on. And, I don't... Uh, I want to hear how to I do this. I don't know. I love, like, wearing shorts and flip-flops and looking, you know, and being tan and looking good. And I think, um, I think Candy laughs at me sometimes. Because I go, look at this picture. It's pretty good, right? I look good. <laughs> I want to be able to say that. I want to do the same thing. I want to, I want to, look, one reason I don't have an iPhone is I will never have a selfie. I will never post a picture of myself. That's not going to happen. I would yeah. like to, I would like to do what you are doing. I want that yeah, energy. Yeah, so, you know what I did, though? I think, um... I got more comfortable when I started because I, I think either I was going to Hawaii or something. It was going to some, oh, because Mark loved, 
going on. He loved going to tropical places. Loved mm-hmm. it. So we did that a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it started out with that. And then um, I got, you know, those bathing suits that, you know, they make technology is pretty amazing now. <laughs> I mean, they, they can make a bikini and make you look good in it. I'm serious. You just got to find the right one. So it's like I, I started out with these, uh, like these uh, tankinis, you know, with the little skirts. Yeah. And, you know, you get that, and, and it's just, it's you know, all in the perfect places. And um, I think, and what I did is, and I guess you know why else I love my body is because I don't have to work out, mm. and I don't have the time to work out, which is a good thing because. Uh, but I've never, I'm not the type person that's had to, you know, do a lot of exercise, which I'm very, very thankful and very, I feel very blessed for. And All right. That's so you know I, but not that I don't. I, you know I did some, I do some weights and that you know I and I have a dog so my dog gets me out right so I'm you know that's probably my exercise is I walk a lot and um but you know having to work and being sitting in a cubicle when I went from running around on the hospital floors and I got the job to do consulting I, my first thought was oh my gosh you know. I'm not going to be running around the hospital anymore. I better, you know, I was concerned that my body was going to change and I was going to be happy with it. And so, but I've been there since the year 2000. So what is it, 15 years I've been sitting in a cubicle? And I still, I still look, I still appreciate how I look. So, well, the only thing I would change about you is to own it even better than you are. I could hear you got a little modesty that's, yeah, you know, well, like I said, it. this isn't exactly, this is the first time I've said this to anybody. <laughs> no, the common conversations are, you know, that we know how to criticize ourselves and tooting our own horns is not something that many of us have been taught to do. Um, Janet said something in chat room that, that I, that, that I understand this. Like, I want to love my body not because it looks fabulous, but just because, like, just because, mm. not, 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 um, Because, look, there's – I'm trying to think of how to put this in words. How – I was watching The Voice, and there was a girl who was not as good a technical singer. They were doing the battle rounds, so they go head-to-head. And the the girl that Mia was up against, Ashley, Ashley has been in training, in voice training, since she was five years old. And when they did their rehearsal, Adam asked Mia – said, Mia, do you train every day? And she said, uh, no. And she, she was kind of sheepish about it. And everyone knew the answer to that question because it showed, right? She had, she didn't have the kind of control that uh, someone who had been working deliberately with it had. And yet, when they performed, Mia was, I mean, I, I could hardly even try to pay attention to Ashley because Mia had so much personality and so much, so much style. She had so much... Uh, she had just she had something there that the girl who had been trained since she was five didn't didn't have. Adam actually told her. He said, "You, Mia, you need to train more, and you, Ashley, you need to bring out some personality." Okay, what I'm trying that might sound unrelated, but what I'm trying to say is that even before it's perfect, I want to find the love for it. Um, and Ming, you're not a good example of that because you're already perfect. <laughs> so, no. Everyone would, everyone would, yeah, well, we would all love to tell Ming's story, but um, I, yeah. I, 
I'm because this is something that you know I have to true confession time. You know, my immediate reaction to being talking about how good she looks was kind of like, no, I won't say it because there was swearing involved. <laughs> um, but I did think about um, I did a presentation last week and I bought a new outfit for it because I you know I. I haven't done public speaking for a while and it's, you know, I was looking at all my clothes and going, there's nothing here that says this is a girl who knows what she's talking about. So I went out and bought a new outfit and, oh man, did I look good. But it wasn't a bikini. It was, you know, there were, it was three quarter length pants and a pair of platform shoes, strappy platform shoes and a drapey top and a, a embroidered flame orange kimono style wrap with fringing. I mean, it is so out there. And that sense of um, I love my, I'm, I'm struggling to articulate this, but there is this sense of I know that I still subscribe to some rules about what looking good has to mean. And at the moment, look, I do not look good in a bikini. And that really annoys me. It annoys me that I have that judgment because... There's a wonderful thing that's there's a meme that goes around Facebook every so often, which is you know the big headline is oh. how to get a bikini body, <laughs> and it's like number one, have a body, number two, wear a bikini. <laughs> I want to be the girl who does that. I want to be the girl who says, you know what, I don't care what I look yeah. like in a bikini. Yeah. If I want the feeling of the sun on my belly, then I'll wear a bikini, and and I am nowhere near that. I would love to be like, I would love to embrace that and I am absolutely nowhere near it. So that I can see that believing I look good in this drapey outfit, that's maybe my chink, maybe my thing to get there. But I don't know that it'll ever happen, to be honest. I don't even own a bathing suit at the moment. That's how much body shame I still have. And it kind of like, <laughs> I think that's the first time I've said that out loud ever um, or certainly lately. So just even acknowledging it and owning up to it is kind of like, that's a step forward. That's dropping some resistance because that was a big secret until, you know, 30 seconds ago. Well, I and, and that's one I can totally relate, Janet, which is one reason why I thought someone who's good at this, that's where it would be wise to plug into. So just the same way you were talking about being able to go to the hospital, treat it like a retreat, for someone else to open the door and kind of be able to mm. usher us through it rather than us try to find our way in the dark to it on our own. And I'm not saying I haven't made inroads. I have. But this, for me, this is exactly like my client experience was as I was building my coaching practice. When, when I worked it for a while, I would see results and I stopped working it. And then I, and then I saw the results of not working it. Like yeah. I w was headed right back to where I was before it was not a good place. So then I worked it again, and I had to work it for quite a while before it became a default vibration. And I keep doing that on this subject as well. I'll work it when I have incentive, like um, if I'm on the dating scene again, or if, uh, shoot, I went to Hawaii before and that wasn't incentive, but that's my incentive now. I, I, when there's something that inspires me to it, I'll do it temporarily, but I haven't owned it. I haven't made it my new normal and um, I really feel like it's high time for me to do that. So at least this is the area that I picked because I thought, okay, that same kind of magic of just loving something, how, how it gets even more fabulous than you ever even would have dreamed, I, I would like to experience that in this department. So I think that's mm -hmm. especially because it isn't one that feels high stakes. 
So I I think I'm going to play with it there. It's funny how the no the high stakes stuff. I'm still going to work on my tools. I'm not going to rely on love to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> but I I really I really suspect Abraham was right when they well when they said nothing is more important than that you feel good. If we prioritized happiness, enjoyment, and love, then I think. Uh, what we would experience is just a dream come true life. And and I might be, I hate the thought that I might be facilitating spinning our wheels a little bit or not being as efficiently leveraged as we could be when, you know, I'm talking with you guys about scripting and affirmations and such. So that's why I wanted to get a good spotlight on it with our topic this month and invite anyone else who wants to play along with this to do so, and those of you who are already practicing it to share with us so we can get some good inspiration around it as well. So um, has anyone, who's guest six? Who have we not heard from? Guest six probably doesn't know their guest six. Does anyone else have anything they want to add to this subject? Again, my ideas here were just, a fun experiment to pick a place in life, an area where we'd like to see some improvement perhaps, and just start loving that topic, that area, that subject fully, just for fun. And I I don't think I'll be asking you guys for follow-up reports on this, for progress reports, because I think that doesn't go hand in hand. Like, I'm not loving it with an agenda. I'm not, I didn't love that Rose Park house in order to move out of it. I loved that Rose Park house because I, I just adored it through and through. So um, it feels a little counterintuitive to be like tracking, okay, and then what happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right then, I will, I want to thank Janet and Susan and Ming and Jackie for chiming in with our conversation today. If anyone's listening to the recording and you have something you want to add to the conversation, please post in the forums. I have a thread started for our March topic in the Masters forum, so um, feel free to post there. And thanks Thank again, you, Jeanette. It's an awesome subject, awesome topic. I love it. Yeah, I think this. I, 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 this feels to me like a potential game changer. I mean, it really, it really does. It, like maybe this is evolving to a new level and I feel kind of silly because it's not like new information we've all heard this we all know this mm -hmm. we all believe this but practicing it at a at a deeper level than I have been that's what I'm looking for anyway so anyone who wants to play along I'd love to hear how you're doing that all right you guys go have a fabulous day or night as the case may be and we'll see you on our next call thank you Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.